wide awake this morning. Come on, let's worship Him today. Let's go. Oh, yes, we're here to worship you, Jesus. We've seen you've overcome. And you've overcome. When fear collapses me, you crush the enemy. You've gone. You've gone before. You made a place for me by your victory. I will pray. Overcome the grave. You are alive. Nothing can change your name. You laugh in death's face. I will pray when the enemy seems strong. I will wait when the night feels too long. Who stands against me when you go before me? Cause you're
faith, they promise a weekend 25 years in the making. We're all gonna be together to celebrate what God has done right here at the Convention Center. You simply do not wanna miss. It's gonna be off the chart. Celebrating and visioning. I can't wait to see every promiser together. We love you. Hi, we want to invite you to take a journey with us, a journey towards freedom. Life as you know it at Faith Promise Church may never be the same. Life as you know it in your group may never be the same. Life as you know it may never be the same. No matter where you are in your faith journey, this freedom study will challenge you to step towards truth about God, about faith, and about yourself. Paul wrote, it is for freedom that Christ set us free. And although many of us know these words are true, we do. Do we actually believe it's possible for our church, our group, and our lives? Imagine an abundant life, not barely surviving, but truly thriving. Imagine days filled with hope, joy, and purpose. This kind of life God always intended for you and I to live. Still, the journey to freedom may not be easy, but I can promise that it will be rewarding. In a freedom group, you will find the freedom you're so desperately trying to find. Here's a promise. If you seek Him with your whole heart, you will find Him. So, are you ready? What is stopping you from taking a step toward freedom today? Freedom is possible for you and for faith promise, and it's possible starting today. Faith Promise, isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord this weekend? Come on. My name is Matt Shoemaker, and I have the privilege to be part of the team here at Faith Promise, where we exist to help real people with real problems find the real love of Jesus. If you're joining us for the first time this weekend, we are so glad that you are here. In fact, we have a special gift just for you. We'd love to be able to give you that gift simply for being our guest. So be sure after the experience to head right out these center doors to the info tables in the lobby where there are people that would love to get to meet you and give you that free gift. Also, if you're joining us for the first time this weekend, be sure to fill out a communication card in the seat back pocket in front of you and drop it in the offering bucket at the end of the experience. We would love to be able to connect with you and thank you for being here this weekend. Now, Faith Promise, let's give it up for our guests this weekend. Can you believe that this year we are gonna celebrate 25 years together as a church? On February 9th, our campuses are gonna come together at one location downtown at the Knoxville Convention Center to celebrate all that God has done over the past 25 years and all that we believe he's gonna do over the next 25 years to come. Church, has it not been an incredible 25 years? For more information on the 25th anniversary, you can go to faithpromise25.com. We cannot wait to see you there. As we go all in in 2020, we wanna go all in on finding freedom. That's why this weekend, we wanna help you find the freedom that you've been longing for. At the end of the experience, if you're here and you haven't connected to a group or you're looking to join a group, we're gonna give you an opportunity to leave early, to go out to the lobby, to find and connect to a freedom group. No matter where you are in your spiritual journey, a freedom group is for you. It's gonna help you step into truth about God, faith, and yourself. 
Galatians 5.1 says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. We are meant to live a life of freedom in Jesus. So will you join us as we go all in on freedom and join a freedom group today? And finally, if you're here for the first time this weekend, or maybe you've been here for a while, but you're wondering, what are my next steps in my spiritual journey? We're here at Faith Promise. Well, next steps is your next step. Next Step happens every weekend in the chapel. We would love to be able to get you connected to Next Steps. So after the experience, you can go out to the info table where there are people that would love to get to meet you and help you take your next step. Now, Faith Promise, will you stand with me, turn to someone around you, and let them know you're glad they're at church this weekend. Who's fired up about it at Faith Promise this weekend? Wow. If you missed last weekend, wanted to make sure I got that out. God, we look for you to make this the most incredible year, the most incredible decade. God, we are all in to your kingdom, to your favor, miracles, your signs and wonders. God, we are looking for something incredible. And so, fathers, we go all in. Will you teach each of us individually what that means and how we can be ready for what you want to do in and through us. In Jesus' name we pray, and all God's people said, amen. I hope you are ready to go all in for 2020. If you missed last weekend, do me a favor, uh, go online this week sometime and watch that as we lay the foundation for our theme, All In. If you hadn't got to the devotion, there's a few more left, grab it, walk the rest of the month with us. There's a Bible reading plan in the back of personal growth. Find your word for the year. Uh, last, last weekend, this service, most of the chips were gone. We got thousands more, so grab your chip. If you're wondering, why would a church give away a poker chip? It means you weren't here last weekend. And so it says all in on it. One of our values is at Faith Promise, we grow together. We are always planning, therefore we are always preparing for an incredible harvest of all that God wants us to do, a harvest of Acts chapter two, signs and wonders, of Acts chapter two, awe, of real people with real problems, experiencing Jesus and being added to our number daily, those which are being saved. So my question for you this weekend is this, are you all in? Are you all in like the early disciples were? In the name of Jesus, I want to encourage you to go all in. Because really, what has the world done for you? When you compare to what Jesus has done for you and what the world's done for you, the world is, is really left wanting. So I wanna challenge you, go all in. Why would you settle for the taste of this world when you can savor the flavor of heaven? Now we all say, that's right, Pastor. Man, I want heaven, I wanna savor the flavor. But what we end up doing is drinking from the fountain of this world way more than heaven because we are so distracted with our day-to-day -day lives and all the things that we have to do. So I wanna challenge us this weekend as we rush into this new decade to, to really gear up for personal growth. Because if you go all in, it's gonna be, which is our theme for this year, all in, coming out of Acts chapter two, verse 42, 
and they were continually devoting themselves, or they were wholly devoted, they were all in to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, small groups, breaking of bread, and of prayer. And as they did those four things, they saw the Spirit of God just work in miraculous ways, Acts 2, 43 through 47. And we want God to do those miraculous ways. We want the Pentecostal power without Pentecostal participation. We want God to move without us going all in. So as your pastor, I just need you to understand, it is my desire to see you do in Ephesians 4, growing up in all aspects unto Christ, because that's what God's, God's word says, what God wants you to do. Now, the flip side of growing is not growing. Is that right? It's just not growing. And not growing means that you're going to become stagnant or you're going to become stale in spirit. Zephaniah chapter 1, the, the minor prophet, says this. This will, this will rock you. It'll come about at that time that I will search Jerusalem with lamps and I will punish the men who are what? Stagnant in spirit. Stagnant means, the word stag, uh, stagnant means to curdle or to settle. Have you ever accidentally grabbed a glass of milk that you thought was cold but it had been sitting on the counter and it had begun to curdle and you began to drink that thing? Has that ever happened? Makes your stomach hurt just thinking about it. That's gross. It's nasty. That's why Jesus said in Revelation chapter 3, I wish you were hot. I wish you were cold. But because you are lukewarm, because you are curdled, because you are stagnant, I want to puke you out of my mouth. That's what, that's what Jesus said. So we want the spirit. We want life. We want the fullness. We want all that God has for us. We want to abide in the vine as Jesus taught in John chapter 15, and as we abide in the vine, we'll see those big four things, the apostles teaching, the word of God, fellowship, small groups, breaking of bread, the Lord's Supper, and prayer. And as we commit, go all in for those four things, it is gonna flow into personal revival, personal growth, and let me ask you a question. Does your growth spiritually matter to God? Are you sure? Grow, the word grow or growth means this, to increase gradually or to advance, to increase in influence or effect. Now, what we want is instant growth and instant impact, but it doesn't work that way. We got an Isaiah 40, 31, those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. And so God wants us to be a part of that, but we have to understand that growth is not an event. Growth is a process. Growth is about hunger and humility. It, it doesn't happen in an instant. It just happens. Look, let's, let's look what happened to Jesus in Luke chapter two. How did he grow? In Luke's gospel, the second chapter, verse 40, the child continued to grow and become strong, increasing, growing in wisdom and in the grace, and the grace of God was upon him, verse 52. And Jesus kept increasing his wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Jesus increased, or Jesus grew. He not only grew physically, but Jesus grew wisdom. He grew in favor. See, if growth was a conscious effort for our master and our model, should not we make a conscious effort to grow spiritually? 
That means there'll be big decisions like I'm going to do a personal growth plan. I'm going to do the Bible reading plan. I'm going to have a word for this year. I'm going to enter into the disciplines. I'm going to anticipate. I'm going to make daily decisions in this 21 days of fasting and prayer. Then I'm going to, man, I'm going to make some decisions, fast some meals and pray. Uh, Saturday morning, yesterday, we had 765 on our campuses praying for you for this morning. It's incredible. Incredible. You say, oh, man, I forgot. That's okay. We got two more. This coming Saturday, 9 o'clock at all of our campuses. Man, you can connect. Come on. It was off the chain. It was, man, it was just incredible. Ask somebody that was there. I want to encourage you to come this weekend at whatever campus you're at. Grow means to be acted upon by an outside source. God becoming that source of our growth, we have to make a conscious effort that we're going to advance, that we're going to increase, that we're going to move forward. Now, let me show you something that Jesus taught us, and it is one of the greatest barriers to you growing. Anybody want to grow? Anybody want to grow? All right, let me show you some stuff that Jesus said will keep us from growth. Luke chapter 5, verse 37, 38, and 39. No one puts new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the new wine will burst the skins and it will be spilled out and the skins will be what? But new wine must be put in new or fresh wineskins. And no one, this is is shocking to me right here because I just wouldn't believe it, but now I've lived long enough to watch it. And if Jesus said it, it's right. No one, after drinking old wine, wishes for the new. For they say the old is what? It's good enough. It's good enough, Pastor. I like it like it used to be. Why can't we just go back to hymns? Why can't we go back to Sunday school? Why can't we go back to the way that it used to be? Because, man, what, Jesus wants to give us some new wine, growth, revival, a new move of the Holy Spirit. Are y'all in for some of that? I mean, that's why you got to get into a freedom group. Come on. And you would think once we taste the new wine, we don't want the old wine. But no, 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 no. We hold on to the old and we let go of the new. We say the old is good enough. We get stuck in the old patterns, the old plans, the old systems, and we refuse to advance, to increase, to grow, to move forward. Does that that make sense? See, there was a time years ago when the old wine was the new wine. But why do you think it is that human nature desires the old? This is what I believe happens. Your brain tells you what you used to have is better. And, and stick with the old. Don't go with the new. Because the brain goes with what it knows. So we miss new growth, new ministries, new levels of walk with God, new opportunity. See, the old means longstanding, worn out, or to become comfortable with. Now, it's funny when we talk about old styles of clothes when the 70s are back. It's funny when we talk about the 80s and the big hair. It's funny when we talk about the music and we see old pit, your old high school annuals. Those things are funny. See, it's not funny when we talk about your marriage that's jacked up because you quit investing. You quit looking for new ways to develop intimacy and new times. Does this make sense? 
See, we want what used to work to keep working. The problem is it doesn't. That's why God gives us new wine. We've got to be willing to embrace change and growth to become comfortable with being uncomfortable in constant transformation and increase in growth. The new wine is growth. The new wine has to have a new wine skin. Are you with me? You can't take the old. So what does the wine farmer do? He knows that it's getting near time for the, for the grapes to, to be harvested and make wine. The, they go and they get leather. They get animal skins or they would in Jesus' day and they would sew these together so they wouldn't leak and they'll be soft and ready. See, we've got to prepare new wine skins before the wine is ready. So that's why we're preparing for a harvest of a move individually and corporately. As we go all in, I believe God's going to do something incredible. Wintering into a new season, 2020. Man, I am just so stoked about it. I'm really fired up about our 25th anniversary. Happens in a few weeks downtown. You say, I don't want to go downtown. We'll help you find parking. We'll have everything leased up around the convention center. Listen, if you miss that weekend, you're going to hear what God did. You're going to wish you were there. Just plan on being there. Amen. And come on. I'm praying for 10,000 promisers all in, and we ought to have 10,000 people worshiping God, looking back what God did, and then looking forward to the next 25 years. So come on. Amen. Give him praise. Well, and another thing that I'm really excited about, been working on this for a couple years with our groups team, Pastor Kyle, Pastor Rob at this campus, and we, we, we're launching two semesters of Freedom Groups. It's the most incredible, most incredible transformative small group curriculum. My pastor, Chris Hodges, wrote it, and it will be off the chain. If you are not in a group, in a few minutes, we're gonna dismiss you to go out into the foyer at all of our campuses and sign up for a friend group. If you are actively involved in a group, hang tight with your group because either spring or fall, you're gonna go through freedom. You do not want to miss it. It's going to be off the chain. Are you with me? Who's all in? Come on. Listen, our call for this year is going, I'm gonna say, who's all in? You're gonna say, I'm all in. Who's all in? Who's all in? Who's all in? Man, we're looking for new wine. We're looking to go out. So you're gonna get an opportunity to go out, and those that are not in groups, and sign up for a freedom group. You wanna take advantage of that because you gotta get the wine skin ready. Are you with me for the new wine? So if you want freedom, man, if you wanna grow, you gotta go all in. Is this, does this make sense for everybody? Are you with me? Okay, so well, you gotta prepare we gotta prepare the wineskins. So why? Because they would put these wineskins together, they'd be soft and malleable and pliable. They would take the, they would take the grape juice and put it in the wineskin, then, then that sugar would begin to ferment and the wineskin would stretch. So if it was dry, it was brittle, it wasn't malleable, it would break. It wouldn't be able to handle the new wine. That's why Jesus said new wine in the new wine skin. So don't get defensive this year. Expect growth. Expect to be challenged. Expect to be transformed. Expect a new level of anointing. Come on. That new wine expands. Man, you've got to conform to what God wants in your life. You've got to be able to flex. You've got to be able to change. 
You've got to be able to, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Anybody with me? So we got to be flexible. Come on. Conform. That's what God wants us to do. That's what he wants to do in our lives. It's funny, though, when we come to church and we say, hey, I want to be stretched. I want to grow, Pastor. Stretch me. I, I, man, I, I, wanna, I want you to stretch us. But I really don't want to have to get in a group to grow, do I? And, and I really don't want to get, I really don't want to serve others because that'll take some of my time. And by the way, you don't have any time. It's all time God gave you. You're a steward over your time. And then I, I really don't want to join the generosity journey. You're not all in then. You're not all in. Well, can't someone else do it? No, God wants to transform you. New wine is not going to work unless you've got a new wine skin ready for the fermentation, ready for it to be stretched, ready for it to be expanded. And here's the deal. In Jesus' day, these wine skins were just as important as your cell phone. You, you didn't get to stop by 7-Eleven and get, a, and get a, a, a bottle of water or a soft drink. There wasn't fountains and streams everywhere, so everybody had a wine skin. And what would keep, the wine would keep. And that is how they stayed hydrated. That is how they did not die of, of, you know, of thirsting to death. How do, we, how do we pay for the new wineskins? By giving up the old wineskins. Giving up my position, giving up my title. We've gotta be willing to give up to go up. We gotta be willing to give up to get the new. You can't ask for new wine and say, I want the new wine, but I wanna pour it in my old wineskin. I wanna do it like I've always done it. I wanna experience it like I've always experienced it. Then listen, if you're not willing to move into the new, then you're not gonna get a fresh rhema. You're not getting a fresh filling. You're not gonna get a whole another level of anointing. Think about this. How many opportunities, our experiences, our influences, our miracles have we missed because we refuse the new wine? How many churches across America, 1,500 every month are closing because they said the old, was good enough. The old, I want to hang on to the old. And Jesus said, you need the new. But pastor, the old's good enough, it's not. See, the new one comes when you're discontented with yourself or your current situation. When you want a greater walk with God, when you want more intimacy in your marriage, when you want greater influence in your ministry, when you want greater power and authority in your walk with God and spiritual warfare, dissatisfaction creates new wine skins to receive the new wine. How many marriages have failed? How many ministries have failed because people refused the new wine? They said the old is just good enough. I like it the way that it used to be. How's that working for you? Come on. Now, last year really did end. Today really is a brand new day. Last year, yesterday really did end last night. Are your goals the same as they were last year? Or are you moving to another level? Are you the strongholds you're dealing with, the same strongholds you deal with? Are you falling into the same old hole that you fell into last year? It's all right to fall in a hole. Just pick a new one. 
Come on, don't keep following the same. Pick, let's, let's move forward. It doesn't taste good to be stuck. But see, the problem why so many of us are stuck is that we are more comfort-based than we are outcome-based. We're more comfortable with the old wine, so it doesn't matter that it's not working. I'm more comfortable than finding the new wine and the new way and moving, which will give us a greater outcome, greater increase, greater favor.